It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyrie Irving, Maxi freaking Kleba and the Dallas Mavericks beat none other sweet, sweet, sweet victory. None other than the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm going to talk all about that today and just... Soak in this marvelous victory on today's Lockdown Mavs. Belenchich, and this is Lockdown Mavs. We don't believe you shouldn't be here. Welcome to Locked On Mavs. It's one of your co-hosts, Isaac Harris, contributor at Mavs.com, Studio 41, Corner 3, and man, what a good day it is. Sorry, I can't let the song, I can't let it ride. I mean, I guess we could like hit the intro, and this is Locked On. But then, and then we could just like let it ride again. I don't have a soundboard, so like Nick lets the song ride, and he has that ability to let it ride. So in your brain, you can... You can just let it ride in your brain. We can just jam out together uh, and just soak in this great victory. Anytime you beat, anytime you beat the Los Angeles Lakers, it's a good day. And I think it's, I think it's extra good that like, I think it, it's good that Nick's not on this one. All right, because we can just all connect together in our hatred for the Lakers. Uh, but if you're watching on YouTube. Tell me uh, if you thought Maxi's three was going in in midair. Yes or no? It's just a yes or no question. Did you think Maxi's three was going in? Thanks for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. And to wait. Sorry, guys. I got to pick this up. Hello? Oh, that's Maxi. It's Maxi calling, baby, because the Lakers suck. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Call that, man. 
I love it so much for Maxie. My wife's in the room. She's probably making fun of me right now. But I just, I mean, what an incredible play to end the game. Uh, let's just start there because that's what we're all thinking about. It's what we're all uh, celebrating. It's what I got random texts from different people. As soon as the shot went in, I was getting super hyped. Um, this, this last play of the game, you know, Mavs get the ball and you know that you know the ball's going to Kyrie and because and it's wild to see um you kind of saw this in the fourth quarter of it's kind of the battle of the double teams AD is getting double teamed some Kyrie was getting double teamed and if the Mavs lost this game it's because they couldn't get enough uh enough going outside of Kyrie because I mean they just reached the point to where Lakers just doubling Kyrie uh, pretty much any any time he took off dribbling. Now sometimes it didn't matter because he still scored. Uh, but they, they put Theo Benson in to inbound the ball. I was like, all right, decision. And just because Theo hadn't played all game, and they couldn't get the ball in, they called timeout again. And it's like, all right, here we go. This is hey for all the slack about Jason Kidd keeping timeouts. Both of those time in, timeouts came in clutch towards the end of this game. Being able to, one, advance the ball, and then, two, they couldn't get the ball in, so they had to use the second one then. So, anyway, they get the ball in the Kyrie. This is such an underrated part of this of this last play of the game. I tweeted out after the game, but Kyrie's ability to keep the ball going, to keep the ball alive, to keep the dribble alive, that a lot of people would just, when they get doubled like that or they get chased around, that they would just pick up the dribble or try to pass it sooner. He's so quick at the ball. I mean, he even does this like behind the back dribble. I mean, it's last few seconds of the game. He's going behind the back. He can keep his handle going, kept the dribble alive, went over to the right corner. And also think it's underrated as far as the difficulty, the degree of difficulty for this pass to hit Maxi over on that left wing. And he just, you know, he jumps up, hits this like pinpoint exact three, you know, spot to Maxi. Maxi drains the three over AD. AD was helping a little, you know, a little too much in that spot. And Maxi just drains it. I mean, what about the back to back possession? You know, one, Maxi had, you know, the three in which he got fouled by AD. It's a bad foul by Anthony Davis, but he hits all three free throws. And then he drains that three. At first, not going to lie, I didn't think he got it off in time. And, but then as soon as they, you know, they called it, saw the replay and it's like, oh my gosh, he really did. We could do Zapruder film uh, study on the dog pile. I, I loved seeing team celebrations after big game winners. Uh, one coach, Peter Patton, I mean, the shooting coach for the Mavs, he like tried to get it. I mean, he was so hyped and then him and St. Jean was celebrating, but he was like down bottom right of the dog pile, like all in on it. Uh, one, they tackle Maxi got me all worried. I'm like, all right, we need his hamstring. So just stay off his legs. Uh, can we, it was just making me, there's too many entry prone dudes up in that pile for me to, uh, not sit there and be like old man, get off my line. I'm like, Oh no, get up, get up. No, no, no. Watch who's doing that. Uh, but then Jason Kidd hops, hops on top of the pile, which is awesome. He's like trying to like dig down, you know, in the pile to get to Maxi. Uh, Luca's out there. Everybody's just celebrating. It, it was just, man, they needed this win so bad, especially against not only is it sweet because it's the Lakers, hate the Lakers, they suck, and, and all of this, but it's a team you're also trying to fight in the standings that you don't want to pass you in the standings. Uh, 
that you could match up with in the play in and all this stuff. So anytime you can get a win against, you know, the Lakers, uh, we got the Warriors, you know, coming up uh, this coming up week on Wednesday at home, which the Warriors lost again. Uh, so they've lost 28 games on the road. Hopefully they'll be in Dallas on Wednesday night. Hopefully they can uh, chalk up another one in that loss column, but man, just what a game. I mean, if we just stick on Maxi, obviously I'm going to talk about this game. Most of this pod, uh, at the end, I did promise a few Disney on ice takeaways if I have a few minutes at the end, but there's so much to talk about this game, but I promise I'll give a few at the very end. Um, let's just, let's just talk about Maxi just for a second. So Maxi plays 29 minutes in this game. The only three hits in this game is the game winning three. He was a minus 11. Uh, he scored, had 10 points. Six of those was, you know, in those final few possessions, it was just a, t- and I wanted to highlight this because it was a tough game for Maxi, but the dude never quits. And you see why he means so much to this team when, you know, he stuck through it the whole game, not having a good game. Um, you know, one, he only took four shots. I've highlighted him over the past, you know, few days because he's one of the guys that really needs to play off Kyrie and Luca to have a playmaker to uh, really enhance what he is good at. Um, but man, he stuck with it. Uh, Coach Kidd stuck with him uh, at the end of the game, and for him and him to have both of those possessions, hit all three free throws, uh, and then have that game-winning three, nothing but net. I'm super happy for him. That recovery from the hamstring and all of that, and the work he's put in to come back at the timetable that he has, um, it's just huge. And this team really needs him. We've talked about how much they need him. Uh, I don't think he's uh, close to 100% yet or what he could be. I don't think his defense has been up to speed, um, you know, just coming back and all that stuff. Uh, I think he's on the right path. They need him healthy, you know, come uh, come playoff time. But <sighs> we got to talk about Kyrie. All right, let's take a break. It's probably an early break, but I, I don't, I don't want to have to take a break in the middle of talking about Kyrie because, I mean, this guy – this guy put the Mavs on his on his shoulders tonight and was like, all right, Lakers, uh, I don't know if y'all could have traded for me or not, uh, but uh, I'm going to show everybody in the building tonight who uh, the best player on the floor is, and that was Kyrie Irving. So let's take a quick break, and then uh, we'll be right back talking about the Mavs' big-time win over the Los Angeles Lakers. This podcast is brought to you by Nissan. Nissan's most electric player of the week is brought to you by the all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. Um, I know he's only been back for one game this week. I got to give it to Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving is the Nissan player of the week. Uh, I mean, 38 points tonight in LA. He could have had more, and he was hurt. I mean, he's the player of the week. But um, yes, he is uh he is electric. He is brilliantly fierce. Kyrie is stunningly powerful. This, these are incredible words to uh draw into this uh segment or this ad here. Uh he delivers on duality, combination of fierceness and elegance, beautiful but strong. Am I talking about Kyrie or am I talking about the new all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria? I don't know. It's up for you to decide. The 2020 Nissan Aria packs pin you to your seat power and premium intelligence all in one EV. The all new all electric 2023 Nissan Aria, the EV for people who love to drive shop now at NissanUSA.com. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, let's talk about Kyrie Irving. This dude's literally a wizard on the basketball floor. Um, He was questionable going into this game. We know he's missed a handful of games heading into this Lakers game uh, because of the right foot soreness. He talked to uh, media and everybody. Gosh, I want to say, I don't know, I want to say before one of those Memphis games, talking about how the recovery for this is taking a little bit longer than what he thought. And, uh, injury has been lingering uh, a little bit for him, but you know, they upgrade him. He was questionable. They say he's going to play him and Tim both play in this game. Uh, they were both out the last game, but in, and even in the first quarter, I, I was texting uh, with Bobby uh, during the first quarter. I'm like, man, he's, he looks miserable out there. He's grimacing a lot of grimaces for, for Kyrie tonight uh, in that first half, first quarter, um, I was kind of worried. I mean, I was legit worried. I'm like, is he going to make it through this game? Is it, it felt like he was kind of deferring a little bit more of the normal, um, just watching how he's moving around some facial expressions with the foot. Uh, I'm like, man, he's just not a hundred percent. And the dude played, I know it's going to sound really cliche here and cheesy, but I don't care. He played like a champion. Like this is what guys who've been there, done that before. This is what they do. Uh, in games like this, uh, in games when you don't have your second running mate in a Luka Doncic, you put the team on your back and you play like Kyrie did. Kyrie is 14 of 23. He shot 61% from the field. He hit five threes in this game. That's 56% from three. He had 38 points. He was a plus 11, the highest plus minus uh, in this game, if that's a stat for you. Uh, he had six assists. He had six rebounds. I mean, just an incredible performance by him. He could get to the paint whenever he wanted. He was finding guys. He was um, just hitting guys in these open you know, lanes, open you know, spaces. I, I mean, he had some moves late. I mean, that's kind of a cheap foul on the spin move on, on Schroeder, but he did bring the arm up. But, I mean, he hit that floater over Winyan Gabriel that was nasty there in, in the fourth. Um, I mean, you just get, really can't you know brag on Kyrie enough. Uh, he ended up playing with 39, 30, 38 minutes uh, in this game. And, you know, not to pinpoint it, you know, point it out again, but he's not fully healthy and he played an incredible game. Uh, they needed every bit of what he, you know, he finished with tonight, 38. But it was some of the decisions by, uh, by Jason Kidd, too, with him that I think it's important to, um, important to point out because, you know, he, um, I thought one of the most um, important parts of this game was the end of the third quarter. End of the third quarter, about uh, I want to say, I want to say like midway through the third quarter, both Anthony Davis and Kyrie Irving both pick up their fourth foul, and so it's like, hey, they both come out of the game. Even Harp and uh, and Mark were talking about, oh, we're, are we going to see these guys again? I think it was like five minutes ago, four minutes ago. And uh, one of them said, I think it was Harp that said, well, if one of these teams goes on a big run or something, we're probably going to see the other team put the you know other player in because they just can't afford it at that point. Um, 
Jason Kidd puts Kyrie Irving back in the game for the last like three minutes of the third quarter. And that was when, you know, man, I thought that was arguably the most important stretch of the game outside the maxi, you know, three obviously to win it. But they go on an 8 0 run to end the third quarter. Kyrie has, you know, the step back three. He's, you know, putting, he, he just runs. I mean, I, I tweeted earlier in the game, I was like, who are these transition maps? Like, what, what are, who are these fast bait, fast break people? You know, Dallas had 17 points, 17 fast break points tonight. What, what is this? And I know some people were, te- you know, tweeting at me and saying, hey, this is without Luca, which is very true. Luca loves to play slow. And he loves to be methodical. He loves to be the quarterback who dissects the defense, kind of like the early LeBron and even late LeBron. You know, even though LeBron's one of the best in you know, transition, all that stuff, LeBron likes doing like doing that. Um, Luca likes doing that. Not saying it's wrong. It's just a whole different style. And tonight, you saw that style. You saw, but I I even want to push a little bit further into the fast paced stuff. I think they played with so much effort tonight. I think their effort was just off the charts, um, both defensively. You know, obviously the Lakers still put up 110, but you know what? It's better than like 136. Um, but I thought they hustled um, a decent amount, except for Winion Gabriel. Gabriel, I thought was out hustling everybody. All the all the Mavs bigs tonight. Gabriel's like, hey, I'm gonna outwork you. Uh, got away with a few fouls. Uh, probably, uh, but uh, Gabriel, man, he could battle on the boards. But anyway, um, it is a fact that if Luke is not going to be in the game, then you could pick up the pace. You could play a little bit different defensively. And uh, that's what they did. It's like, this is what you have to do. Whenever you have, whenever your best player is out, you do have to adjust. This is one of the things we've kind of criticized kid in, in the past of, Hey, when Lucas set out, it's like, oh, you just run the same system, right? Like, what what are we doing? Like, why why are we still doing the exact same thing that we've built around Luca whenever Luca's not in there? And then Lucas sets out this game, we see a little bit faster pace. They're flying around, they're doing all the stuff. So anyway, they they adjusted to this type of game without Luca tonight. And uh man, it was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, you know, you look at <laughs> you look at Tim Hardaway's night tonight, you know, him coming back from uh, his injury. I thought he was going to cost the Mavs late in the game. Not going to lie. Got a little worried on it. But uh, he was this ultimate green light, which, I mean, he always has green light. I don't think Tim has ever seen a yellow light or a red light in his life. He's just zooming on through it. Um, but, yeah, he missed uh, He missed some shots uh, late. I thought he forced a little bit, but he was 4 of 12 on the field. Only hit 1-3 in this game. Uh, he did have 12 points off the bench. There was only three other players in this game uh, that had uh, over double digits for Dallas, and they barely got it. Maxi, you know, had 10 points. He just he had to have that last buzzer beater to get there, uh, obviously. But Christian Wood, Tim Hardaway, 12 points each. Outside of that, it was Kyrie Irving, 38, and then a couple guys at nine, and you know, you go across the board. It's kind of the uh, the story of the season a little bit, but. Um, let's talk about a few other things, man. I wrote down random notes, uh, in this game throughout the, uh, thing. I thought the, um, I might say it in the third segment to talk about the three, I guess it's a three big lineup or let's say the Davis at the three lineup. It's a weird lineup that kid threw out there, but it kind of worked. Um, Jaden Hardy's minutes were so weird in this game because Hardy gets in for like, Technically, five minutes of 39 seconds. Okay. 
He plays all of his minutes in the first half, right? Let me make sure on that before I throw it out there. Yeah, he did. He played all of his minutes in the first half and never saw him again in the second half. So, but in those five minutes of 39 seconds uh, from Hardy, man, I just wrote down again. I'm like, he looks like he belongs. He looks comfortable out there. And I do want to praise him a little bit more because this is a guy who has seen more than anybody, more than Christian Wood, I think, that has seen his role fluctuate so much throughout the season from DMPCDs, from the G League, from starting and playing, you know, 30 something minutes when people are injured, from putting up 29 points in a game to barely playing in a game like this. Uh, but I thought he belonged out there and, you know, he hit a three in Austin Reeves face. Um, I didn't, what is Austin Reeves in the league? I don't know. I'm like, what, what is Austin Reeves ceiling? Cause there's times I'm like, all right, you're kind of frisky. You're kind of fun. Like, I don't, I think you're not like a bad player, even though he looks like a uh, cobble pot, the penguin off Gotham. He just, I don't know. I, do, I don't know. I don't think he's a starter, but I'm like, I guess you could do worse if he's coming off your bench. Uh, I thought they had to rely on him a little bit too much at times, but who cares? Um, it's the Lakers. Um, but anyway, he never saw the floor again. Uh, I thought that was kind of weird, but McKinley Wright also played, and I thought McKinley Wright played some decent minutes too. Uh, he had a big three, then had kind of like a little, uh, he's like, hey, I got I hit one, got to take another. Uh, he's kind of open though, so I don't really blame him. Anyway, let's take another quick break, and then uh, we'll be back to talk about this three big lineup. And then I'll give uh, I give my I gotta I gotta get report back on some Disney on Ice uh, feedback here. This show is brought to you by Better Help. Has there been a time in your life that you wanted to learn something new about yourself? Maybe you're walking through a moment. Maybe you're walking through a valley. Uh, maybe you're walking through a time in your life where you're like, man, I have a lot of questions. Uh, about what to do next. This is where better help could come into play. I've went to therapy before and walking in the door, open up the Zoom call uh, for the very first time is the hardest part. But every single time I walked out of one of those sessions, I never, uh, never regretted it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give better help a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we re react the way we do until we talk through things. Better to help connect you with the licensed therapist who could take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring, but for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. 
Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right. Let's talk about this uh, three big lineup that we had. So there was a moment there. Uh, I really, literally wrote down my notes. I was like, Berton's at the three? Question mark. Um, what? I don't know what goes into some of Jason Kitt. I mean, there's sometimes I'm like, all right, did he throw that lineup out there just on the whim of, you know what? Let's just try Davis out there with two other bigs. Or is this something he had in his back pocket? Does he decide on the whim of like, hey, Jaden Hardy, all right, you played five minutes, you're not going to play again. Um, it it kind of worked though. I mean, you you look at uh, Bertans in this game, he hits two of the two threes in those. I mean, he only plays what seven and a half minutes in this game, a little over seven and a half minutes in this game, almost eight. Uh, he hits both of those threes. That second one was total heat check, Davis, and you're like, all right. I guess is this what it is? And then we barely sound again. So um, this is kind of the story of the Mavs reserves. It's like, hey, can you give us some random five to eight minute stretches now to where hey, you might be called upon, hit a couple threes, just be efficient in these minutes. But um, yeah, it kind of worked. I don't know if I'm here for it all the time, but you know what? I'm sure. Like defensively, asking davis to guard you know some wings out there you're not gonna be able to get away with it in a lot of these games tonight you kind of got away with it but he still got burnt a few times so anyway there you go uh fourth quarter happens lakers go on a 12-2 run got super worried i'm sure a lot of you guys got worried um you know tyler ford josh tiven big moments for them you know, they're, they were getting uh, hyped up in the game. They're selling, you know, 39 ref jerseys, 58 ref jerseys in the fan shop. Um, heard they were selling out, but, you know, they're trying to get restocks in next week. So make sure you pick up those swingman uh, ref jerseys next week. But uh, despite that, Mavericks still came back. You know, there was a once again to praise Kid again for leaving Kyrie in there. Kyrie got his fifth foul and he left him in there and he's like, all right, dude, like you got this, like we got to have you (laughs) like you just watch your, watch your fouls here. And, um, Kyrie still did his thing. I mean, you look at in, in the second half, Kyrie had, uh, 24 of his 38 points, uh, in the second half in the fourth quarter alone, he had 13 points in the fourth five to seven from the field. Um, this is why you go get a Kyrie Irving. This is why LeBron's over there looking like Morpheus from uh, the Matrix, uh, looking at Kyrie like, all right, I need you on my team next year. Um, Kyrie was incredible, and uh, this is why you go get him to pair pair him with uh, Luka Doncic. I couldn't help but to think tonight, um, the times when Kyrie was getting double teamed in that second half, and he was just trying to get out of it and then pass it, and I'm like, dude, if Luka was out there, like they couldn't double anybody. Like, I couldn't double him or Kyrie. We've only got to see that just a handful of times where both of them are like on it. Um, you know, Philly game was a lot of fun when they had 40 points each and all that, but yeah, um, <clears throat> that was fun. And then it, you know, they obviously stayed in it and took the, took the punch from the Lakers in that 12 to two run. And then it came down to that, 
you know, there's some weird stuff that happened there towards the end of the game, some weird foul calls. Um, you start looking at like the free throws. And I mean, I was making ref jokes while ago, but you start looking at some of the you know, free throw differences and stuff in this game. And it gets kind of weird. You know, there was one point there. Uh, and, I mean, the Lakers were in the bonus. It felt like the whole freaking fourth quarter. Um, they shot 31 free throws tonight. Dallas is 19. That doesn't tell uh, the whole story, but if you watch this game, you'd be a little, uh, I thought Christian Wood uh, should have had a few more fouls uh, given to him tonight. Not like him fouling. I thought uh, he got fouled a few times uh, more than what they were calling. Um, but as I said the other night, a win is a win, right? Like that is, uh, yeah. That is, uh, they pulled off another win. They're sixth. uh, No, they're seventh right now in uh, the NBA. I mean, I don't even know why. We should probably just do standings update like once a week because the standings change like literally every single night. Um, But no, yeah, they are six right now in the Western Conference. So if the West ended right now, they would play Memphis in the first round. Sign me up. Uh, for that series, that'd be kind of fun, right? Um, all right, I got a few extra minutes here. I'm sure uh, I'll enjoy talking about this game again uh, Sunday night with Nick. Y'all can get him uh, to let it ride again. Once again, sorry about that. Also, the other day, y'all tweeted at me about me leaving um, the intro song uh, out. That was not on purpose. That was where I had the whole like difficulties. I lost like half the pod. Uh, before uploading so i had to redo it I actually i accidentally left that line in my editing process muted that audio uh track there so uh, i got a good laugh whenever y'all tweeting at me i'm like i don't even care i'm not gonna go back and change it so there you go silent open there but i had to report back on disney on ice all right so we go to <laughs> we uh we go to disney on ice the other night my family and i and here, here's just a couple takeaways from it. I'm in the AAC a lot, okay, for all these Mavs games. Been going for a handful of years. And the difference between a Mavs game and Disney on ice is everybody has, and if you listen to the Corner 3 on Saturday, you'll hear me talk some more about this, but everybody has a, has a goal at Mavs games. Like, you're either getting popcorn, getting food, or you're going to the hangar, or you're going to the bathroom, or you're just going to your seat. Like, everybody's going somewhere. It was just pure chaos at Disney on Just like kids, families, no one knows where we're going. Everybody's running into people. I'm like, this is the most frustrated, like traffic. Like, we should just put up like traffic cones. Just everybody direct traffic, move, keep on moving and keep going. Um, they swindle you so, for so much cash at this thing. It's like all of this, like random Disney stuff. It's not even like Disney. It's like, hey, we're going to sell you a wand for like 40 bucks. It's like, why, why am I paying 40 bucks for a little wand? And, you know, it, it was a fun experience. It was cool. Um, super chilly in there, but sign me up for that. Um, it's cool. My daughter was in like a little, you know, bell princess dress. She loved it. My son, he liked it. I don't, you know, he just kind of sat there. He loved the Incredibles uh, in that Cat uh, and Bobby, Cat told me there was a lot of Twitter feedback on Elastic Girl, uh, Elastic Girl's performance. A lot of a lot of Twitter feedback on that. One of the weirder parts, though, of the whole Disney on Ice experience, they had a little Toy Story segment. So they have all these segments: Moana, 
frozen all the stuff that anybody with toddlers you've seen about a million times uh, but then they have toy story and it's like all right shout out here we go you got a friend in me i'll sing it with you guys nope old town road for woody it's like whoa all right we're just pivoting and then they had a couple other like new ish songs i say new ish not let's let me say this that because it's not new ish um non toy story songs so i don't know if this is like a copyright thing but like you're you're using the characters this is but they didn't play any of the toy story songs I'm like this is super weird yeah i'm watching woody you know skate around the rink with buzz lightyear singing uh old town road and uh just an odd experience but um fun thing i you know i guess it was worth it barb was it worth it oh i think my wife's asleep dang this pod was so boring for her she fell she fell asleep <laughs> um anyway there you go some disney on ice thoughts um i got more takes about this i literally took notes on my phone just some weird stuff some just watch some of the parent you know I love now that I'm in this phase now that I can like see other parents with toddlers and kind of know what spot they're in. Um, I love just observing people and how they go about things. But anyway, there you go. Big Mavs win. Uh, big one for the standings. Super happy for Maxi and these Mavs. Uh, now they move on for a game coming up on Monday night. Um, looks like with another jawless Memphis team. And uh, let's see if they can get a little win streak going. But we'll be back on Sunday night. Nick will be back. He's been up in the Grand Canyon. If he makes it out of there, looking at rocks and whatever you look at at the Grand Canyon. Uh, but uh, make sure you tweet at him and ask him if he's seen uh, the end of this Mavs-Lakers game. Because, uh, you know, just look forward to rubbing that in uh, to him on, on the pod. Hope you guys have a great weekend and uh, see you soon. Peace out. Boom. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.